those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What's up, Walksman? This is your boy Spaz, Parlay Prince of the South, and we have a monster episode regarding the NFL and college football. But before we get the show started, I want to say everybody who reads an Apple review of this podcast, I don't care if you give us one star, five stars, whatever, if you include your Twitter or Instagram handle inside the review, you will get a football or baseball premium card in the mail from yours truly. But it's your boy Spaz. I'm with my co-host Whipple. And Wilbur, what's going on with college football this weekend? Yeah, college football week one, we're officially in the books. And I have to admit, I got beat up a little bit um, in the gambling world, but it's week one. So, I mean, I, you know, you kind of expect that. I, I know you actually did pretty well. So, I mean, not everyone can expect that. But personally, I like to do bad on week one. It's kind of like when you're golfing and you, you know, shoot like a 10 on the first hole. And it's just because you got nowhere to go up. You got nowhere else to go up. I, I can't even get this out of my fucking uh, out of my mouth. You got nowhere else to go but up. There we go. Um, and that's kind of what my mindset is for this entire season. I fucked it up week one. There's no chance I can do worse than that. So it's all the way up from here. What about you? How'd you do this week? I did great. I always seem to do good on the first week of college football, but even though you fucked up, you did not fuck up as bad as University of Indiana, Indiana University, however you say it. They wore jerseys with their own fucking college misspelled. Did you see this? Yeah, was that real? Yeah, that was real, man. They spelled uh, Indiana, India, and everyone yeah, was clowning for them. No, they fucked up bad, man. Everyone was clowning them. How do you fuck up your jersey that bad? Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is kind of a bad look for Indiana. I mean, the fact that the school can't even spell their own name right. How many people do you think tried to, after that game, tried to go and apply for a school that didn't even exist? You know, they, they looked up the, whatever it was spelled, India or however it was spelled, they looked it up and it didn't even exist because Indiana dropped the ball. And not only that, but this is a terrible look for all the alumni. I mean, there's no way there's going to be donors donating after this because they just now now resumes are going to be looking worse. I mean, this is a whole skew of things. I mean, this is just a really bizarre situation. Has this happened before? Do you know if this has even happened before? I don't think this has ever happened. And the only alumni I know from Indiana is Mark Cuban. And I'm sure he probably put a shotgun in his mouth seeing that. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, you, tough work. we know they fucked up, but the biggest fuck up of the weekend was definitely Washington, man. They were, became the fifth top team to lose to an FCS team while being ranked. You know, they lost to Montana this weekend. Absolutely <coughs> horrendous fucking loss, man. They were looking like Bishop Sycamore out there. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't watch much of this game, but I, I saw the final score. And of course, you know, they're going to be playing Michigan in their next game. So. I don't know what this what this means for Michigan next week. Do you think Washington maybe's got a little extra steam? They're going to try to bounce back here. Every year they're ranked coming into the season and then they just fall apart in their dog shit. Typical Pac-12 nonsense. But that was even the biggest upset of the weekend to me. And I, I guess you couldn't really say it was an upset because we called it on this pod that uh, Georgia would beat Clemson. But Clemson, man, they were on the downhill, only scoring three points that entire game. DJ Yugo Lele, however the fuck you say his name, had a 36.7 QBR. 
absolutely dog shit performance. Is Clemson on the downhill? I don't think so. So I'm going to kind of go off for a minute. I don't think Clemson's on the downhill. I mean, this is the first game of the season. And I mean, let's be honest, that Georgia defense, it's serious. It's not a joke. I guarantee that Clemson, and this is a, this is a, a bad beach podcast guarantee. If I'm wrong for everyone that calls me out, I'm going to Venmo cash app, Zell, whatever the fuck you guys got. I'm going to Venmo cash up you guys $5 for everyone that calls me out. But Clemson will score no less than 21 points in every single game the rest of the way. That is a bad beat podcast guarantee. I think this is a fluke. Again, Georgia's nasty. That defense is absolutely nasty. Um, JT Daniels, he looked like shit. I know that's your boy. I don't want to slander him on the podcast here. But he looked like shit. He threw for six yards, it seemed like. I know it was over like 105 or something like that. But he didn't look great. I didn't like him. And let's be honest, too. I mean, it's the first game of the season. You know, guys are rusty. Guys are probably hung over. It was Labor Day weekend. That's not fair to have these guys play on Labor Day weekend. You know they were out partying. You know they were out drinking. So I think this is a one-time deal. I think Clemson's going to storm their way back in. And you know damn well they're going to get back into that college football. Program. No, they won't. I mean, what's your they take won't. On no, I, I called the last episode on the college football preview episode. Clemson is not going to make the playoffs this year. They lost way too many weapons. Trevor Lawrence was the only reason that team was a contender every year. This DJ Ugalele guy is getting clowned because obviously the meme was going around at Dabo showing him the stadium from the helicopter saying, this is where you're going to be throwing touchdowns. <laughs> the only touchdown he threw was a pick six. This guy's dog shit. I don't care if they're playing Georgia or Georgia Tech. They're going to lose every game this season. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, that's a little aggressive. The one thing that I have to I have to give, you know, the DJ Ugarithera is, um, you know, again, when he did play that game against Notre Dame, he looked good. Again, I know this was last year. He had more weapons. Again, I think maybe he hit the bars on Friday, came out Saturday a little bit groggy. I don't know. That's my take on it. I think Clemson's back. You obviously are not in that boat. Let me ask you this. Since Clemson's not back, who's who's out of the ACC? Nobody. I think there's no ACC that go team that goes to the college football playoffs. Win the ACC? Fuck, man. It's tough. Florida State's down. UNC's down. I'll just say fuck it. North Carolina State. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I respect that. Honestly, at the way this thing's rolling, I think you're gonna, I think you're probably gonna be right. Obviously, I got Clemson there. Um, one thing that I did want to talk to you about, too, is is the Heisman race. You know, we talked a lot about it last week. We had our dogs in this fight. Mine was DJ Urethra, and obviously he's he's not really the guy. It doesn't seem like. We'll see. But um, what does it look like right now within that Heisman race? I know you're keeping a close tab on that one. Yeah, man, Bryce Young had a hell of a day against that Miami defense, 344 yards, four touchdowns, was doing intangible things against that defense that just made them look like a high school defense. But then on the other uh, end of the spectrum, you have Jack Cohn with Notre Dame, who I, I always hate Notre Dame every year. I think they're the biggest flukes in sports. Yes, they do have the longest home win streak. However, Notre Dame's always overrated. Jack Cohn, 366 yards, four touchdowns against a very solid Florida State defense. Mike Norvell blew the game with icing his own kicker. But it's between, right now between those two, I would say, Obviously, it's only week one, so a lot can change. But gun to my head, I can see Bryce Young winning the Heisman. I know that's so cliche to have a Bama quarterback win it. But, man, Nick Saban just seems like every year, no matter who he loses, he just gets better. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is some truth in that. So let me kind of rewind here and go back to last week. 
who was, if you remember correctly, who was my dog to, to the, the late sleeper to win that Heisman? Do you remember? Man, I couldn't tell you what I ate this morning. <laughs> it was Zach Charbonnet out of fucking use. This guy is a stud. I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, it was the first week. He played Hawaii. That's fine. Hawaii's dog shit. Runs for 106 yards on six carries. Okay, that's cool. Plays LSU. That's an SEC strong defense that has a strong recruiting class. There's going to be a lot of guys going to the NFL. He does better. He gets 117 yards, one touchdown on 11 carries. I'm telling you guys, this guy is a sleeper for Heisman. I don't want you guys complaining in my DMs when, you know, we're heading into the bowl week and fucking Zach Charbonnet has over 2,000 rushing yards. I don't want to hear it because I'm already hammering this guy's Heisman winner. So that's that's my sleeper. At this point, it's not even a sleeper. That's my favorite to win the Heisman. The ACC is so dog shit. Uh, side note, I know that's irrelevant to what you're saying, but you have to admit a guy coming out of the Pac-12 like your underdog could definitely tear up an ACC defense, you know. But in the Pac-12, he's not going to get love. Like, if this running back was in the ACC, if you played for Clemson, he would get his dick rode. But Pac-12 never seems to have any love. They, everyone seems to clown them. But I think people should be clowning the ACC. They had an all-time worst performance week one that I can remember. Seems like every single person lost, man. Florida State, Miami. All these teams, ACC's dog shit. I know I'm kind of going off the rails here, but I have the most. No, I love it. I have the most interesting, wild mascot quiz trivia question I wanted to ask you. And uh, <laughs> okay. dude, we just went from we went from Heisman odds, Zach Charbonnet guaranteed lock to win you guys a million dollars to now the mascot quiz of the week. All right, yeah. what do we got? Hit me, hit me with it. Well, it was inspired by the Presbyterian College. Their quarterback threw a NCAA record 10 touchdowns. And I wanted to ask you, what is Presbyterian University's mascot? Dude, I I have no idea. I mean, you could, if you paid me $1,000 to even answer this question, I, I have no idea. You got to hit me with it. It's the Blue Hose. Blue hose. Can you spell that for our for our listeners? Yeah, blue hose. H O S E, like a water hose. And it's a Presbyterian college. That's not a great look. Yeah, I know, man. It's pretty fucking wild. But I know you've been telling me, oh, I got a question for you. I want to wait for the pot. I want to keep it organic. What is this? Yeah. So this was, and I I don't want to rile any feathers here. That's not my intention here. But I, I've just been dying to get your take on this. And again, we talk obviously outside of the podcast all the time. We talk about sports, whatever. And I on purpose didn't want to bring it up until we jumped on the podcast because I already know you're going to have a lot to say about this. So I'm just going to go for it. So obviously, you know, the big news in the last couple of weeks outside of actually playing on the field has been the Big 12. The Big 12, they, they said, hey, you know what? Everyone's expanding. Let's expand to fuck it. And they said their, their list of expansion teams are looking to be BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. Yep. And now I know you know where I'm going with this. And so as a Memphis man, as the Memphis, huge Memphis Tiger fan, probably the biggest Memphis Tiger fan that I know, how does this make you feel that your dog shit Memphis Tigers didn't make the cut? Man, I have a lot to say this. And the only reason the University of Memphis did not get considered for the Big 12 was the football stadium. So it's off campus. It's the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. It's kind of a shithole. Low capacity stadium, like 60K, just ugly. It's, it's, I live right next to it, but it's off campus. But 
historically, our basketball and football program over the last 10 years combined, our football and basketball has more wins than Houston, UCF, and BYU. Now, since he does have more wins, I'll give him that since he does deserve it. But let's look at UCF, you know. They're in the fucking East Coast. They should be considered in the ACC. There's no reason why the Memphis Tigers should not be considered into the Big 12. Our basketball has the number one recruiting class for the second time in three years. It's just ridiculous. I, I think it comes down to Memphis gets a stereotype for what it was 20 years ago. But ultimately, the Big 12 said, hey, until you guys can put some money into a real football stadium on campus, we don't want anything to do with you. And it's really unfortunate because Memphis is home to three Fortune 300 companies and about eight Fortune 500 companies, but FedEx being the biggest. FedEx has so much money, their name's all over the town. So same thing with Walmart. You know, Walmart's out of Arkansas, but Lori Walton, the daughter of Mr. Walton, the Walmart founder, went to University of Memphis. Her name's all over our basketball facilities. We are the only college that plays in an NBA uh, arena for basketball, but it just came down to the, the football stadium, man. It's fucked up. There's no reason why we shouldn't be considered for the Big 12. And it just show, goes to show that if they're valuing a football stadium that much, the Big 12 really gives a fuck about football and care less about basketball. Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess that and that brings me to, you know, I mean, are these other schools, I mean, does UCF really, I, I mean, is their stadium really that good? Does it really feel that many people? The Cincinnati Stadium, well, I guess Cincinnati does have Cincinnati a Cincinnati has a there. nice stadium. Um, BYU, I'm not sure. I mean, well, what's their stadium like? I mean, are these guys really Houston? Are these, are these stadiums really that much better than Memphis? Yeah, they are. I did my research on it this week. I mean, Memphis Stadium at the end of the day really is dog shit. But there's no, there's no room on campus for it. We could get the money easily. It's just there's not room. So, okay, let's say we build it off campus but close enough and it's, you know, in regulations. And that's going to take four to five years. By that's all said and done, there's going to be no more Big 12. You know, I, I have a prediction right now. The Big 12 is going to dissolve in the next five years. Yeah, and so that actually kind of brings me to my next question then, which is really just a follow-up from the Memphis thing. Is So, you know, we see the Big 10, obviously, with their emerging – ACC, you know, the SEC is going to be the powerhouse. Now the Big 12 getting into it. I mean, what's the future for, for guys like Memphis? What's the future for these little dogs? It's, it's absolutely a terrible future. Not much of a future. If you looked at the alliance, it's going to kill off any mid-major school ever getting a chance to play a big powerhouse football game. Like, you know, every week when we see – uh, Colgate versus Alabama, you yeah. know, to get that tune-up game. And Colgate is always getting paid for these games, uh, you know, for the exposure and the tune Like, Alabama could pay them because it's an easy W, or it could be the other way around. Like, uh, Virginia Military Institute might pay t uh, Tennessee for some exposure. But now with the Alliance, we're never going to see that again because of, instead of a mid-major bullshit college playing someone like Ohio State, Ohio State's going to play someone like Oregon now every year. Yeah, because, they're going to uh, keep it in the conference. Yeah, yeah, they're going to keep all the Power Fives are going to play the Power Fives, and that's going to ruin the college football playoffs when it does expand. You're never going to allow a, a mid-major or a group of uh, five team to make the playoffs. And it's just college football is dying in, uh, before our very eyes, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah, and it is sad, and I think, you know, you're a big SEC guy, too. You're, you know, you're always preaching how good they are. This is their fault. You understand that, right? This is 100% the 
the SEC's fault. They went. No, it's they not. Got it's not. They got greedy. They got greedy. No, no, no. No, you're wrong. It's Texas and Oklahoma. The Big Twelve gave them an offer where they would be getting way more of the majority of the money for the Big Twelve. They would be getting as much money in the Big Twelve as the SEC. Oklahoma and Texas said, "No, we're going to jump ship. We can see the sunset between our eyes, and we see that the SEC is going to get." You know, four or five bids when it comes to an eight college football team. But if I'm the team. SEC in that situation, I'm telling them to, to fucking go pound sand. Like, there's no way we're going to be the ones that ruined college football just because you bums don't want to be in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's a two way street. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, speaking of dog shit things and things that absolutely suck, let's talk about the week two slate for college football because we got a lot to get into. So we'll have to keep it moving here. Uh, I mean, is there any games at all that you like in week yes. two outside of Iowa, Iowa State? I think that's the only good one that we all can agree on. No, if you like money, I have the lock of the decade, arguably lock of the millennium of all sports. This is the easiest money I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm going to probably put twenty-five dollars to $30,000 on this game. And yes, I'm talking about South Carolina at East Carolina. South Carolina, a plus two dogs. Hammer South Carolina money line. East Carolina, I know from experience as a Memphis fan, is the worst team in college football. South Carolina has a solid SEC roster. A lot of three stars, a lot of four stars. I don't know if East Carolina even has a three star. They are the worst D1 school of all time. The game is in East Carolina. It does not matter. There's no reason why South Carolina should be a two-point underdogs. Everyone's healthy. Their quarterback's healthy. Their coach is going to coach. Hammer South Carolina. I'm not going to watch a game, but I'm going to probably put 30 grand on it. He's <laughs> not even going to watch it, but he's going to put 30 grand on it. That is the degenerate that we love inside of you. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know a ton about this game, so I'm probably going to tell you a little bit here. I'm not going to fucking grab a shovel, dig up the house, and throw it on this one, but I am going to tell you a little bit here. One game that that I wanted to get your opinion on, and it's just because of it's kind of it's kind of a weird situation. We have number three Ohio State, and I think. Actually, yeah, no, number three, Ohio State. It's going to be in Ohio State, and they're playing Oregon. The The line right now is sitting at Ohio State 14 and a half. What's your take on this one? I love Ohio State. I'm going to take the points as well. I mean, we called the Fresno State close call to cover yeah. with Oregon. I, I never believe in Oregon. Those Pac-12 schools like Washington, Oregon, Washington State are always so overrated coming into the season. And they just can't meet expectations. I don't see a Oregon team, you know, going undefeated this season or even having a one loss to Ohio State and making the playoffs. And I really, really, really am not a fan of that uh, Anthony Brown. He's a quarterback for Oregon. Doesn't get much playing time. But this guy, just every time he's on the field, just makes stupid mistakes. And another guy is that uh, Isaiah Brevard. He's a wide receiver for Oregon. He's from Memphis. He had three or four drops in that game against Fresno State that were just stupid mistakes. I like Ohio State to cover. What about you? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I think, you know, I, I'm going to have to go with Ohio State, too, just because, you know, they did pour it on late against Minnesota. Again, they scored 40-plus points against a Big Ten team. I got to imagine they can do that against Oregon. I, I don't like Oregon to, you know, be really a force in this game at all. The biggest thing, too, is going to be in Columbus, full house for the first time in two years. The barn's going to be rocking so i like ohio state to win that one one more that i wanted to ask you and this is going to be a really interesting game so we have uab which obviously they 
they played Jacksonville State. They fucking just smoked them. They didn't even allow a touchdown in that game. And they were coming into this season, I believe they were ranked like seventh on defense. And they're going into Georgia to play the Bulldogs, which we all saw on primetime television that that Georgia defense is serious. So we have two of the best defenses um, combined. Those teams have only allowed three points in the first week. And we're sitting at an over under of 46. It's a low total. Is I mean, is was this bait? Should we go under? I mean, what what's your thoughts here? I'm staying away, but 81% of all games in week one hit the under. So maybe that's something to consider. I know, you know, it was week one, so the Lions were iffy and the bookmakers really weren't sure. But it just seems so bait, man. 46 just seems too low. I would stay away. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to stay away too. But uh, that's all I got as far as, you know, the, the slate for this week. Again, not not something that I love. Uh, is there anything else that sticks out to you on this slate? Yeah, we have some guy who's always in our mention. He's a big Texas fan. He, you know, keeps asking me, will you please give me your opinion on this Texas-Arkansas game, games in Arkansas? This is another walk of the decade. Texas minus six and a half. Parlay it out of South Carolina if you want to, you know, win the lottery. If you want to, you know, get a couple mortgage payments on a parlay, Texas to cover, South Carolina straight up to win. That's my two locks of the decade. And uh, Arkansas, you know, they're overrated like always. Oh, you know, they beat Rice 38 to 17. That's Rice. If you have a school named after food and you go to that school, <laughs> kill yourself. And they, they, what, about everyone, Colgate? what about Colgate? They're named after a toothpaste. They're even worse. And I'm not a Texas fan, you know, horns down on this side, but Texas is not back, but they should easily beat this Arkansas team 14 to 21 points. Love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, one thing I wanted to jump into before we head into the NFL breakdown, which I know a lot of you guys are excited for, heading into the season, as as we you know probably release this right now, as we sit here, it's Tuesday. Hopefully it's going to be coming out Tuesday night, obviously first game on Thursday. But before we jump into the NFL, I wanted to ask you if you've had a chance to look at the top 25. Just came out a couple hours ago. If so, is there any surprises? Um, and before you answer, I have to jump in and take the mic from myself here and ask you how the fuck look i know georgia played a good game but let's be honest alabama is the greatest team on the face of the earth they just beat the brakes off of miami they got 59 votes and georgia somehow gets four votes for the first play like you really i mean are people really that delusional to think georgia deserves the the number one spot over alabama well one of the voters i saw for a fact was uh, aj MacArthur. he is an alumni of georgia so there's only really three people who voted for them. And I guess the argument would be, well, Clemson was ranked so high. Miami wasn't ranked that high. But there's no reason why Bama shouldn't be number one. I think Bama's going to be number one every single week uh, this yeah, uh, I mean, year. To, to me, it's, it's you know, number one until proven otherwise, right? I mean, it's they, they've got nothing else to prove other than the fact that they are number one. So it's just like until proven otherwise, I don't think it doesn't matter if, let's say, after this year, they lose every single starter on the planet. They bring in a one-star recruiting class. I don't give a fuck. They're number one until someone dethrones that team. That's my opinion. Definitely. And the other surprise to me was Texas moving up six spots to be a ranked Louisiana Raging Cajuns by 20 points. Louisiana shouldn't have been ranked. I don't know why the Sun Belt's getting so much love. But, man, you know, North Carolina's still ranked. They're ranked number 24. What do you think about them? 
Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it was a hard game to play. You know, playing in Virginia Tech, the Anthrosan man just kind of really rattles you. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like the way they played. Obviously, me and you hate Sam Howell, worst quarterback behind Spencer Rattler. That's the story for a different day. I think Oklahoma shouldn't be ranked. But again, I'm not going to go into it. Um, I guess I like them at 24. I do like them behind the ASU, Miami, Utah. I don't know if I love them in front of Auburn, just because, you know, Auburn, they, had, they played a great game. Bo Nix maybe is on uh, his breakthrough year here. We'll have to see. Maybe it was that T, Milton T, or whatever the fuck that T was that he sponsored. But uh, I, I guess 24 is fair. What do you think about Penn State jumping up to 11? Obviously, they beat Wisconsin. Do you think 11 is fair? Yeah, they moved up eight spots. I think that's a little much, but 11, 12, 13 is fine. My only beef with the entire rankings is UCLA. They were not ranked last week, and now they're yeah, 16. Totally that LSU team last year was dog shit. I think Ed Orgeron just got, you know, caught lightning in a bottle and got lucky with that LSU team a couple years ago. has been overrated ever since. But as an Eagles fan, I hate Chip Kelly. I know he isn't going to do shit. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, UCLA finishes with four or five losses at the end of the season and is not ranked again. They just, you know, caught LSU on a bad day. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that team's – I'm officially done with that team. I tried to like them. I actually took them. Um, I think they're either plus three or minus three. I'd have to go back. doesn't matter. I got fucking beat on it. Uh, maybe it was a touch. Of, I don't even remember. I lost the bet. LSU's dead in my mind. Well, I love Ed, Ed Orgeron. He, he sounds funny. He's a funny guy, but he's dead in my mind. Well, I, I got a new bet game between us regarding the NFL season. I wanted to bring it up to you live on air for the first time. What do you think about – each week, we both pick one game that's our favorite lock, and we keep a record. And whoever finishes with a, the best record has to decide the loser's punishment. Or maybe the fans can call in and, uh, you Ooh. know, give us a I like that. Are we doing – what's the format here? Are we doing one for each sport, one college football, one NFL, or just one for the weekend? We'll just do one NFL. Okay, perfect. All right, well, then let's just shift right into the NFL because I already know what my pick is. What's yours? My pick is Packers minus four against the Saints. The game is actually in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida. Shot at New Orleans. You guys get hit by hurricanes every fucking year. You guys should move out if you can. But uh, the game's in Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers, man, he's going to have an insane game. He's going to kick off the season with an MVP campaign like he did last year. And I don't think Jameis is gonna, that good. I, don't, I think it's going to take some time to get used to uh, him with that New Orleans offense. And I don't think New Orleans defense is that good. Everyone always sucks their dick, and they're always overhyped. But week one, I got Packers easily covering minus four. That's my lock of the weekend. Yeah, I like Packers, too. I'm not going to say this is my lock of the week. I could actually see the Saints making some noise here. I saw Jameis in, um, in preseason. He looked good. You know, they did say he got an eyeball transplant. Or, no, I'm sorry, he got LASIK surgery, whatever, same thing. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's seeing the ball well. He's finally seeing defenses. I don't think we're going to see 30 picks from him. But I do like the Packers, you know, extraordinary offense. Aaron Rodgers is back. Revenge season for him. I think he's going to win. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say he's going to win the whole thing. But if he does, he's riding off into the sunset. He's going somewhere else. He's saying, fuck Green Bay. But my favorite bet, and this, this one hits, hits close to home for me because, as you guys know, unfortunately, I am a Lions fan. Born and raised that way. I wish I could change it, but it's in my blood at this point, so I can't. And they, they're taking on San Francisco. They're taking on the 49ers. And the line, for whatever reason, is only Niners minus seven and a half. Now, I'm just going to tell you guys real quick. I'm going to try to stay calm about this. This Lions team 
could lose 17 games. That is not a joke. This Lions team is the worst team I have ever seen in my entire life. They're worse than the 0-16 team. I think San Francisco, whether they put Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Brett Favre, fucking Elvis, I don't care who's quarterback in that team, they are going to beat the Lions by, no joke, probably 300 points. So that's my lock of the week, lock of the decade, really. So I'm glad we started this bet off on this week. I got San Fran minus seven and a half. Fuck it, buy more points. Take San Fran minus 300 if you can. So again, I, I say, I'm saying fade Lions all season long. It's really only going to be until about week four until the Lions are getting like, you know, plus 15, plus 16, plus 17. And then people are really going to start to notice it. But Lions are going to be dick all year. That's my that's my play for the week. I hate the half points. I always stay away from those. Backdoor covers scare me. But you are a Lions fan. You know the Lions better than anyone else. I think that's a solid one. I hope we both get those locks right. But who is your favorite matchup of the week? And yeah, so I mean, it's just I'm just happy to be back. You know, I'm, I'm going to take the um, you know the participation trophy way out of this. And I'm going to say just football. Football is back. That's my favorite matchup of the week. Football versus me drinking beers. That That's my favorite matchup of the week. Uh, what about you? What's yours? I really don't have one. I guess the Raiders-Ravens because uh, it's just such a weird game. It seems like these two teams always play. I like both their fan bases. Raiders fan base, you know, are infamous for stabbing folks in the parking lot. And Ravens fans are infamous for, you know, backing up uh, – Ray Lewis allegedly killing two people. So I just want to see a fight in the fans, uh, in the stands, I mean, from the fans. I got Raiders-Ravens. It's probably my favorite one. But my least favorite game is Jets-Panthers, Sam Donald revenge game. That shit is so dog shit. Those are the two worst teams to me besides the Texans and the Lions. I don't want anything to do with the Jets-Panthers game unless I need to nap. I'll turn it on. Yeah, I mean – I saw, you know, the rundown that we had and that you, unfortunately, you took this one before I was going to pick it. I think this game's going to be, you know, just absolutely horrible. If you're looking for a nap, is this is a one o'clock game, I would imagine, right? New York and Carolina. I got to imagine that's one I got to imagine, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to say if it, if it was one of the later games, you know, that would be a perfect nap game, but um, definitely will not be tuning into this one. My least favorite, though, is going to be Broncos-Giants. I'm slamming the under on this. The under is like 42 points. I don't think there's going to be more than seven points scored in this game. This could be a three nothing ball game. Denver's Denver's defense looks absolutely insane. They just picked up Kyle Fuller. Von Miller's back. He's got a kid now. He said he's dedicating this season to his kid. He's going to be electric. And then the Giants. I mean, I don't really need to even say much about the Giants. I don't think Saquon's going to be a factor as much as he was before the injury. So I don't see a lot of scoring here. If you guys don't like, exciting games stay away from these these are going to be absolute snooze fests one thing that i wanted to kind of tail back on here and you actually brought up this um this before we jumped on the podcast and that was the ravens news the breaking ravens news and that's obviously Le'Veon bell signs with the ravens the once great probably greatest running back in the league in my opinion when he was with the steelers now a free agent now getting picked up with the steelers rival in the ravens what do you think of this Ravens needed, man. They got all those injuries with the running backs. Gus Edwards isn't healthy. A lot of those guys are shooken up. And I don't think Le'Veon is going to have that great of the season. I, I don't know too much about the offensive scheme of the Ravens, but I do know their number one running back is Lamar Jackson. So why would you even need to sign Le'Veon? Makes no sense to me, but I get it. Got to do what you got to do. 
Uh, I think the Ravens are having a mediocre season. I don't know what to think about them. I really can't pinpoint anything about the AFC North, but good for them. Good for Le'Veon. I like seeing him get his bag. I know he said he would never play for Andy Reid again. So I'm sure uh, part of his thinking of staying in the AFC was, oh, I can stick it to Andy Reid and we can make a Super Bowl. And I can make yeah, he's got a him. lot of revenge games out there. He's got the Steelers revenge game. He's got a Jets revenge game. He's got the Chiefs revenge game. This guy's got the revenge tour going. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I like the guy. We'll see what happens. One thing that I, I thought could have been an interesting trade, um, you know, when J.K. Dobbins went down, is if the Ravens moved Lamar to running back and they picked up Deshaun Watson. I mean, come on. Oh. Tell, me that's not, tell me that's not a good move. <laughs> Do you, go ahead, gun your head. Do you think Deshaun Watson – will still be in the league by the end of the season. Oh, man. This is – I'm so torn on this. I just had him in my – he was in my my team on my fantasy league. I just dropped him because I had to pick up Le'Veon. I got him yesterday. That's that uh, intuition. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to play this season, maybe next season. It's just going to take some time for all these allegations to cool down the lawsuits to settle and stuff like that. Uh, I, I just – I don't know. If, if he's going to play, it's not going to be this season. What do you think? Yeah, I think as long as Jerry Jones is still in the league, he'll you know play because the second the Texans drop him, Cowboys or Raiders are going to sign him instantly. Those two scumbag franchises don't give a fuck if you murder someone, rape, whatever. They if you can play football, they want you. But who's your Super Bowl pick? Real quick before we jump into the Super Bowl pick, because I'm excited to do that. Um, I'm calling it right now. Another bad beat podcast guarantee. When I don't know how you're going to hold me to it because it's going to be a, a guarantee that that holds up over the next 10 years. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what the allegation is going to be, but I'm calling it right now. If Dak Prescott stays relevant, there's going to be some drama to follow this guy. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying anymore. I'm not saying if I know something. All I'm saying is Dak Prescott could potentially be in trouble within the next few years. So I'm going to leave it at that. Jumping into the Super Bowl pick. I mean, I hate to say it. I don't want to be that guy. You know, everyone knows I was correct on it last year with the Buccaneers winning. I got to go back with my dogs. I got to go back with the Buccaneers. I'm taking Buccaneers to win this thing. And I hate to say it too, but I think they played the Chiefs again. I got Buccaneers over Chiefs. What about you? Not even close. I got the Bucs going nine and eight. My Super Bowl pick is Bills Packers. I think Bills finally win a Super Bowl this year. Josh Allen and Diggs are going to be something special, man. I really like these two guys. I like the chemistry they got going. They're having a lot of fun. And I think A-Rod gets to the Super Bowl, loses, and leaves Green Bay and goes to Denver next year. But I think Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove. He obviously hates his franchise. He wants to stick it to them. I think he makes a Super Bowl over the Bucs. Yep. I, I mean, I, I could see it. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad about that one. Um, let me ask you this. What's your, what's your biggest surprise for this season? What do you think is going to stun a lot of people this season? I think the 49ers lose three games. Oh, okay. I mean, I could get behind that. They're coming back healthy. They're, they're strong. Their defense think, looks insane. Do you think Trey Lance ever wins that job this season? Or do you think it's yeah. GGs? No, I think, I think week eight, we see Trey Lance and then he has a breakout week, week 10, and he becomes a starter the rest of the season. Give me your uh, hot take of the season. Yeah, so I'm going to come out and say it. Mac Jones, rookie of the year. Maybe it's not the hottest take in the world, but, um, you know, he's the only quarterback of this, you know, the big rookie quarterbacks outside of Trevor Lawrence that's, that's already earned that starting job. He's got a great coach behind him. 
I'm saying Mac Jones, rookie of the year. Again, it's a hot take. So that's that's all I'll leave that at. <laughs> I love that. Do you have anything else for us before I uh, drop the plugs? Yeah, so I, I wanted to uh, officially retire the LaFleur of the week this week. I think it's fitting. You know, we started this thing at the end of last postseason. I think we retire it this season. Maybe we'll replace the name. Um, maybe we'll do something with it. But I'm officially retiring the floor of the week. I'm like I said, I'm sure we'll replace the name, do something else, something fun. Um, but I do want to get one last the floor of the week out. Make it your biggest the floor of the week. You know what? Don't even. It's not even the floor of the week. It is the floor of you know since we've had it. The floor of existence. You know who's who is yours? What is yours? Give me your the floor of the year, floor of the decade. Mine has to be Kevin Hart. He announced he was going to make the documentary on Bishop Sycamore and everyone else had already came up with this idea. A bunch of people are pressing him and he said straight up, he's not going to include any of the violence that happened. I don't know if you heard, but they allegedly beat up a homeless man. They allegedly, you know, robbed Walmart, CVS and other stores for food because they were like homeless and hungry, the football players. But Kevin Hart said he's not going to shine a light on any of the negativity. So my look forward for him you're a bitch. You're a pussy. If you're going to make a documentary, you got to show the ugly and the fucking good. You can't just, you know, try to defend the school for whatever political reasons. I love it. I absolutely love it. My LaFleur of uh, the all-time, I don't even know what we're going to call it, but my LaFleur is who else but Mr. Spencer Rattler. That's right. I fucking cannot stand this guy. Again, this guy is just such a joke to me. I'm sitting here in the dark, in the pitch black, and I'm just looking at this guy's mug staring right back at me. Has two interceptions against Tulane. Sure, he threw for 300 yards. Whatever. I don't care. This guy's a bum. LaFleur of the year. LaFleur of the decade. I'm going to revisit this when, you know, Oklahoma finishes with six losses. Spencer Rattler, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I wish he was on Brian Kelly's team so he could be executed because he's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> How do you barely beat Tulane? You're a bum-ass quarterback if you only beat him by five points. Yeah, that was absolutely brutal. Again, two picks, two against that soft-ass Tulane defense. LaFleur of the week, Spencer Rattler, welcome. But that's all I got. Anything else you got for us? Yep, I got plugs. So if you like making money, visit LockedInBets.com. I will leave that link in the description. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you made it this far and you want to leave an Apple review, I don't give a fuck if you give us one star and say we're dog shit, we should, you know, be sent off to space. If you leave us a review, include your Instagram or Twitter handle, and we will get back to you and send you a football or baseball card in the mail. Also, if you want to call the hotline, I know we got a lot of you guys calling, especially a lot of you guys from Guam for whatever reason. I'm going to leave the uh, hotline in the description, but it is 702-530-6381. Call us, leave some bomb threats, whatever you want to do. That's all I got. <laughs> Follow us on all socials. All the links will be in the description. Yep, as always, guys. And one real quick thing, too. We're doing a fat giveaway right now. If you like winning money, if you like AirPods, we're giving away a pair of brand-new AirPods to someone who buys either our college football package, our NFL package. You just have to do it before kickoff on Thursday of the, the Buccaneers-Cowboys games, and you're entered into a raffle to win AirPods. So that's all I got for you guys. Yes, sir. And Nick Castellanos, home run. Peace out, boys. <laughs> Peace out, guys.